Hey, Israel. Peace and shalom to everybody. Hey, I come to share with y'all, you know, as we continue to learn about our history, we continue to learn about who we are. Beat your addictions and beat your anger and hate. In the midst of your sins, in the midst of your wrongs, don't hate your neighbor. Yeah, we learn a lot about ourselves, but we cannot find ourselves better than the next person. We can't find ourselves attacking people. Yeah, there's people that God are going to judge and he's going to punish and he's going to attack them back and he's going to do that for us. But we got to remember to not let them make us hate them because when we start hating our heart, that blocks God for forgiving us. And that's why that's the difference between the law and the faith, because with the law, you 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 held accountable because you're not supposed to hate your brother. Supposed to love your brother like like God will, will will put that person down right there. That's not you to do it, even if that person wrongs you, and that's tough. Because that's that's the point of our ancestors writing so much and prophesizing so much, and and we saw that in that history. Man, I mean that like with love. Like it's so many brothers who know the truth, but they get violent with it, like. Like, they going to cash you down like cops or something. Like, like, man, why you coming at me so strong? Like, I feel you, though. Like, I feel what God is, is doing. God is using everybody. It's for a reason for us to notice something. Like, no. Like, that's the point of the faith. Like, that's the thing. Christ came for everybody. Yeah, he, like he said, he came for the lost sheep of Israel. And the Canaanite woman pleaded. And he said it was not right for the for the. For, for you to feed the dog with children's food. And she said, even, the, even dogs eat the crumbs at a children's table. I mean, great is her faith, Christ said. That's powerful. That's powerful. He was in joy because she had faith. They were children of the promise, children of faith. The law came 430 years after Abraham had was told the promise. God told him. It wasn't even prophesied to Abraham. God told him. This is before Moses could talk to God. Father Abraham, with many sons, who comes from the house of Eber. That's powerful. In that time, you had Eber with Joktan and Peleg. And Peleg lived in a time of division. That's a beautiful time period. The, 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 not beautiful. I wouldn't want to live there. Clearly, I couldn't survive. But at that time, it was a lot. And they come from the house of Eber. And that's where we get Hebrew from. Denoting from the house of Eber. In the time of Abraham. Because Abraham was known as the Hebrew. Abraham the Hebrew. Denoting from Eber. And Eber, we know, comes from the lineage of Shem. And Shem's brother are, are Ham and, y- and Yapeth. Or Yapeth. Which their dad is Noah. And their mom. And their wives. Which each one of them had one. And Noah comes from Adam. Through Seth, which lived in the time of 
Cain and Abel. What we get, am I my brother's keeper? <laughs> Man. Man. And that comes from Adam and Eve. That's beautiful, man. That's the faith. Because Abraham was prophesied that. Right? That goes all the way back the other way. <laughs> Abraham's wife, Sarai. <laughs> you know, I was talking to my coworker, and we were talking about life, and, you know, we saw something that, that said the name Isaac. And I was like, man, that's crazy. Like, Isaac's name means to, like, like, you know, like, to laugh, right? Because Sarai laughed because when God promised Abraham that he would have a, a son, like, he was going to be a father of, of many nations. God, Abraham, like, hey, ooh, I'm old, bro. Like, 84, 87, 75, you know? <laughs> and, and when God told Abraham that, Abraham went to tell Sarai. And Sarai's like, well, uh... Bruh, we old. <laughs> I don't know what kids you think I'm about to put out there. And so what's crazy is like when they shared that, their experience with each other, and they talked about it, and they had, you know, clearly no faith because Isaac's name means to laugh. Right? So when Abraham and his wife got to discussing, Sarah said, well, why don't you take my bond servant Hagar? And Hagar can't comes and, you know, like, hey, well, I understand, like, you know, right? This is what's, but basically they try. And, and honestly, y'all, this is crazy because I discovered this last week. It's really their decision. Like, I've read this and I thought, and like, I'm, like, I've thought about this, but, like, when they're just, like, wow, like, like, I think I was reading so fast, just reading and trying to just learn that I missed the fact that God never told Abraham to do that. Because I think of, like, Jacob and his 12 sons, you know. I'm I thinking it, it's the same thing. And it what? No, 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 no. No, no. They came up with that plan. It was like, well, I don't know what God talking about, but he tripping. So she said, you know, take my bond servant, Hagar. So if Hagar goes and, and has a, a son and by Abraham, and that son is Ishmael or Ishmael, you know. And actually... Uh, his brother at the time, right, comes from uh, the same dad, which is Abraham. And I'm actually looking up what Ishmael's name is. That's why I'm kind of pausing like that. I, I've actually, um, I want to know, I forgot what his name was. His name. Wow, Abraham was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to Abraham. That's in Genesis 16, verse 16. Ishmael named Ishmael from, wow, from Sama, a primitive root to hear intelligently, often with implication of attention, obedience, etc. Oh. Wow. Causatively, wow, to tell. Okay, that's where it's Sama, that's part of the root word of Ishmael, right, this and then, wow, because Hebrew is read right to left. Oh, they, man. Wow. Hold on. So, 
sama. A massa. And then the other part is L. Shortened term, shortened from a, a, a shortened from another root word, and this word means strength, mighty, exceptionally, the all, the almighty, but used also of any deity. God, goodly, great, idol. Might. Ah, mighty one. Power. Oh. God. Goodly. Great. Idol. Might. Power. Ill. God. Godlike one. Mighty one. Mighty men. Men of rank. Mighty heroes. Angels. Mm. God, false God, demons, wow, imaginations, God, the one true God, Jehovah, wow, mighty things in nature, strength, power. Jehovah, wow, how would you? Wow. Wow. And that comes from Ail, from the same as a different word. This properly strength, hence, anything strong, specifically a chief. Ooh, politically. Also a ram, mm, from his strength. A pilaster, ooh, as a strong support. An oak or other strong tree. Mighty man. Lentil. Oak. Post. Round. Tree. Wow. That comes from ram. Ram as food. Ram as sacrifice. Ram skin dyed red. For tabernacle. Pillar. Doorpost. Jams. Pilaster. Strong man. Leader. Chief. Mighty tree. Terravenous. Wow. That's a lot of stuff. Ayil. Or Lei, either Ail or Lei. That's like if it's read right to left, right? And this root word comes from Ul or Lu, from an unused root meaning to twist. By implication, be strong. The body as being rolled together. Also powerful, mighty, mighty strength. Prominence, body, belly, contemptuous. Nobles, wealthy men. Oh. So, ul. Ul. Which is, this word is right, some... Mm, okay, so going back, right? So we know that the word, the root word ul, 
comes from ayel, which is same as so. The first word, ul, is from an unused root meaning to twist. Right? Then going backwards, ayel is from the same as properly strength, hence. Anything strong, right? It's a ram, basically. And it means different stuff from ram. And al um, is amaric. Wow. Corresponding. Oh, my bad, my bad, y'all. I mean, il. Not al. I looked up at the wrong word. Il is shortened uh, from that root word. And il means strength, almighty God. Mighty men of drink, mighty men of rank, God. Kind of like an idol, kind of like a, like, a, uh, like a false god. Wow. His name comes from a lot of falsehood. Ismael. Right? But... Yeah. See, in English, you read left to right. In Hebrew, you read right to left. So, is this already switched for us? Or is it... Lamsi. 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 I don't know, bruh. <laughs> I'm gonna just read how it is. I'm gonna just read it like it's English. You know, that's what you try to be creative. It means Ismail. Hmm. It means, his name means God will hear. My bad, y'all. I know I'm like, you okay. Like, I'm, I'm really, I'm reading this a lot. So, my bad. I kind of, it's my first, one of my first time really just, uh, <laughs> getting, I'm not really distracted, but I was really reading that. So if y'all have, get a, I would get a concordance. Concordance works really well. I personally use Olive Tree. Um, it's really cool for me uh, because I downloaded a lot of different versions, a lot of different maps, encyclopedias, dictionaries. Like, and then um, you can use Strong's uh, concordance, which is pretty cool because it's a pretty deep repository. Any which one has a concordance and just connect them. All right, I just try to connect as much stuff as possible. Um, and, yo, hit me up if, uh, if you get lost. It's a, it's a green app. It's called Altria. That's the one I use. You can use any. But I would try to find something with a concordance so you can break down the words. Because uh, this gives me, like, the Greek and Hebrew way. So I'm reading this, and, you know, it's got the Hebrew word on there. And I know Hebrew is written right to left. And I'm saying that weird because, like, when you use Google Translate, like, even when you type in or you go backwards, like, you'd be kind of conf- – like, I'd be kind of confused on – is this switched for me? Like, am I reading this as English still left to right? Is this, or is it like, or if I'm reading this like Hebrew, I need to read it like how they would read it. But is it translate? But I guess translating English, it comes out that way. It's just weird when it's next to the word. Like, they have it spelled out phonetically, and then they got the Hebrew word, which is, I don't know. That's why I love this. <laughs> but anyway, Ismail and it says God will hear. Jishmiel or Yismiel. The name of Abraham's oldest son and five Israelites, Ishmael. God will hear. Okay. It says, son of Abraham and Sarah's handmaid, Hagar, and the progenitor of the Arabian peoples. Ooh. Bam. Now, you know Abraham was in the desert. Man. He was everywhere. He's in the mountains to the desert. Wow. 
So Abraham, while he's 86 years old, when Hagar, when Hagar bore Ishmael to Abraham. Oh, yeah. And this is what Abraham was named Abraham. But like I was saying, so uh, Sarai, you know, allowed, it was like, hey, you know, have a child with the bond servant. And the bond servant, you know, had Ishmael. And what was crazy about this whole thing is they did it without God telling them to do. So in a way, this dude's name was cursed. But the crazy thing is that it was still Isaac's brother. And Isaac comes from Sarai, right? This free child, because he came the way God intended to, right? He was blessed a certain way, and he was given certain things. He still received his promise. He didn't come short of that glory and that promise that God meant to give him. And he still played his role because Isaac was the father of Jacob. And Jacob then had 12, 12 sons. That's a powerful thing. Now you say, okay, Jacob has 12 sons. And then from there, you know, you can stem that all the way back and all the way down. Because, yeah, Christ came for and comes to that lineage and came from, you know, that's the thing. Yeah, Christ does come from David, lineage of David. You ever notice that? This is the lineage of David. But how many times do they say the lineage of Solomon? Solomon was a blessed man. God blessed him, God loved him, etc. But he had his wrong too, just like David did. But the thing about the beautiful thing about Christ is he didn't, Joseph wasn't his dad. That was his earthly dad, but that wasn't his dad. Joseph never planted that seed. The virgin, Mary, the virgin, the virgin, the virgin. She had not known her husband, meaning she did not have sex with her husband. And Jesus got a brother. That came after Christ. Which his brother James was still blessed. His brother was still blessed. Because they came, Joseph was still married to her. But God chose her. That woman brought life into the world. Which was salvation that God allowed. God appointed that person to do that job. And carry that child in that womb. For that to hatch and that to manifest. Hallelujah to the Spirit. Glory to the King. Because Christ, <laughs> that's the thing. People didn't know that. <laughs> people be like, you know, you know, this is what the enemy tries to do. The enemy tries to be like, oh, okay, uh, you know, Jesus, you know, he was the 33 years, you know, he was not a holy person. He was wrong. He was a wicked person. He was evil. What? Houseway. His dad is God. It is God. She didn't have an earthly baby. That's something they try to beat up out of us. They try not to tell us. Don't let no man. Look, bro. Bump, 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 man. And I'm be talking about the wrong things on Facebook. Man, look. Don't get it confused. Christ was born of God. Jesus came out the womb, Jesus. Yes, he was baptized. He did everything just to show you that he was already born. It was already predestined who he was. It wasn't like he was enlightened, you know, by another man and it was some Masonic journey and it was, you know, glorious. And no, God ordained. God set that out for us to know. So we have faith. We got hope. That's God's right hand of fellowship. He said, I'll sit my son at the right hand of my throne and he'll be right there and he's there. 
That's what it was. That's the freedom. That's the glory. That's the most high. That's the heavenly father. That's how we get free. That's how we get free. Look at what all is going on. Don't let them try to steal that from you. This world ain't going to fight for you. I'm from Flint, Michigan. I know this world ain't going to fight for you. It ain't going to fight for you. Think about it. It's happening everywhere. Don't get caught in the flesh. Get caught up with what's going on in the spirit because God won that. Know what's going on. Be awake. Be aware. Like that. Enjoy that energy, that vibe. Know that God freed you. But you got to know why you free. If not, you just run down a spiral. Where I'm so high in debt with so much stuff. Not just like in debt, but just like bill, bill, bill. I got to pay this. Gosh, like, you know, it's like, man, you know, pay your debts, whatever. Screw that. Whatever. What they say, give unto Caesar was his. Ha. Our God is higher. Take your little rusty money that we pick, that we put together. And that you transport it on the railroad tracks that you stole from this people's land. That you betrayed your own. That's a, that, that's a spirit. That's what, that's what Esau is. It's a spirit. That's what Jezebel is. Yeah. Any, anybody, any spirit. They use all those peoples as examples of all the peoples of the world got those just wicked people. And they're attacking us full on. And we got to be aware of that. We got to be ready for that. They out here. But the glorious thing about Christ is he's won that battle. So we have to forgive them and love that. And love them. Not to say love your situation. Like, oh, this, you know, ooh, rape and kill my, you know, my people. No. God don't tell you to submit to the yoke of slavery either. You got to make a choice what you're going to do. But God going to steer your choice. He's going to tell you what to do. Now, if you're wicked, you're going to go into bondage. If you're not, then you're going to go out swinging. <laughs> or you're going to live. You know how many times that the wars came upon God's people and they made it through? You better ask David, just Abraham. Everybody think Abraham was just old. He caught drama at 87. <laughs> well, he was young, throwing them hands. Lot was out there too. And that's how you get the Mobites. It's a lot. They ran cousin. Man. But these are things that they don't want to tell you or share with you. But don't blame them. Blame yourself for not spending time to know it. And I blame myself all the time. Look, look how long it took me to even get to, to share. Right? To share. So I'm not, I can't persecute y'all or anybody else. I got to shoot myself with that. I got to shoot myself in the chest. And... And, that, and, and that, that's, the, that's the most beautiful thing God can give you. God can give you awareness to tell it and share it. You can say something, man, dope. But then when you got to confess, you know, the testimony of Christ, testify of something that you went through, then it's like, ooh, okay, yes, yeah, that's real. I do, I I do got to share that. Man, that's dope. Man. <laughs> man. Like you, <laughs> it's like, who are you trying to fool? You, you said it, like, and you have to share it. It's to come from your heart. You can't say it and run from it. Ain't no delete button. Confess. That's what it means. Because if you've been praying about it, you know, so you know you got to test the point of testifying to something. Because that's the battle we in. It's an everyday thing, yo. Every day. 
They're trying to marginalize your days. You get seven days out the you get seven days in a week. You know, you get uh, thirty days or thirty one days, possibly twenty eight with a leap year. Uh, you never know how we may bank it. I'm gonna forward the clock, back the clock, anything and such. You know, you get uh, what seven days in a week. We'll give you every month four weeks. Uh, sometimes you get five in there. You know, and three and a half random ball. You know, we might throw you a holiday. How do you feel about that? Didn't they tell you? Oh, it's 365 days in a year. Oh, 365 days. Yeah, what's that? That's not bad. You know. Oh, I, I give you. I give you the, uh, the the decade plan too. Every 10 years, decade. You know. And then if you get 100, I'll give you a century. Now, we're not going to talk millennials. We're just going to talk centuries here. And then at that, you got your days. It's like, man, that's it's crazy. They take, we got 1,440 minutes in your day. What are you going to do? Get 60, 60 seconds in that minute. Get 60 minutes is an hour. You get 24. You got 11, 11, or you just got 24. 12 and 12? I'll cut your deal. Sam's, look. Sam's got it. Unc Sam's got it. He's got it. And you got to be aware of that because that's how they pimp your day. That sounded crazy, didn't it? That sounded crazy. <laughs> it's like, man, bro, what is you on, G? <laughs> that sounds crazy, don't it? Because that's what they pitch. When you read your word and your sword and you know that's your ancestors, your people, your blood, your culture, your faith, your understanding, your freedom, your salvation, you see everything in your life right now is useless. It's worthless and meaningless unless you're doing with the most high intended. And you probably already were before God even told you that truth because God's moving around. By the time you hear me share this, it's been done 10,000 fold. God is everywhere on this earth. Christ spread his spirit everywhere. That's why, that's why he says Israel is scattered to the four corners of the earth world. All four corners. Because we're here <laughs> as the circumcision and the non-circumcised. We're here as, as the free and the slave. We are everywhere. Because now it is the, what you physically can see as, oh, okay, Israel, and then what you see in the faith. Like, man, that's Father Abraham's many sons of faith. That's women, too. And the word says man is saying man and woman. When one are married, when a message to a certain village is supposed to be a certain way, when you're talking to the men that lead, God is talking to the men sometimes. Hey, men, lead a certain way. And talking to women separately. But when you are married and you're joining the one, that's, that man become both of y'all. Play your role, play your part, what God has intended. You can't create that. You can't create it. You can ask for guidance in the spirit. You got to be single with God, like one with God. Master single. Like, I'm trying to be a master being single. Just being one with the most high. And that's tough. That's why we got faith, man. Imagine if you was, that, and that goes back to the whole point of going down to this. Oh, we, we even talked about Abraham, and we talked about Sarai, and we talked about Ishmael. We talked about Isaac. The beautiful thing about what we're talking about in this regard is it goes back to the faith. We're children of the faith. That God that loves us and, he had, and, he, and that promise that, that, that he told Abraham fulfilled and fulfilled with Christ because Christ did not come to abolish the law. He came to fulfill it and he did. And that fulfillment he told everybody to share and to spread. 
He came unto the Jews and the Gentiles, for there's no Jew and no Greek in the kingdom of heaven. Something higher, bro. It ain't even just male or female like that. It's something higher. And Christ tells you that. It, it says that. It says that. So master what you are. God created you as one thing. Creatures as a male or female. How does both? Tries to, the enemy tries to pervert that on this earth because God has something intended higher in heaven. So when it says no male, no female, it means the spirit in heaven. It's something higher. And just, oh, you having sex in heaven. Ain't that, that's so low. The gifts that we have on this earth right now are the gifts that God gives us on this earth. Because th- th- these, are, these are to make you humble for what is in heaven. Some call it paradise. If you believe in the faith, Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior. How you know his name. The right hand of God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. No image, no creation. And you know that you are free. Wherever you are, wherever y'all are, man. Wherever you're catching this airway, catching this message, the draft. That's why I just even created this podcast, yo. So whoever's listening feel comfortable like you're not alone. Wherever you are, you're going to be seen as a hypocrite and all of that. But keep fighting on, man. Keep fighting in the spirit. Don't give up. I'm looking out my window right now, man. It's so beautiful. Like, all the problems I was telling you about, like, it don't even matter, man. You gotta keep like they don't matter because I gotta do. You gotta do something like this. You gotta share with somebody. You gotta tell people. You gotta let them know the joy of the Lord. Let them know about the joy. They just wanna paint, just cry every day. Somebody die. Every day somebody getting tased. Every day somebody losing something. It's just evilness, evilness, evilness. And we gotta know, but we gotta know what saves us, what gives us the spirit to keep fighting on. Gotta tell you what to do. Hallelujah to the spirit. Hallelujah to the King. Beat your addictions. Fight them. Fight on, brothers and sisters. Because I struggle with that, man. Struggle with that. I struggle with pornography. I struggle with smoking too much, bro. Man, smoke weed too much. It's weed. It's a, that's an addiction, bro. I don't care what nobody say. Because you would eat it. You would eat it like a plant. And then at that, you would treat it like a spice. And that spice you would use very loosely. You damaging your lungs. Point blank. And I'm, and, you know, and they, and they say I have asthma, right? Because I've had asthma, right? Come on, man. I tell my son every day. So I'm not judging y'all when I say that, but you got to stop smoking. Got to. Man, I'm all for edibles. I'm all for it. But, man, that, I'm going to tell you like this, man. I'm going to tell you like this. Stay away. Try not to even drink too much, man. If anybody know me, man, dog, me and too much liquor do not match. Man, you got to beat all that. And it's okay. It's okay to be a hypocrite. It's okay to know your mistake. Just take your shame, right? Because Christ looked past that. If you mean that, 
right? So every time I say this, now I get caught slipping somewhere or do something, be somewhere I should. It's, it's the same thing. So that's why you can't judge nobody. I can't make that judgment on you as like, dang, you're going to go to hell or, you know, you threw it or God hates you. Like, that's not me to make that judgment. God going to do what he going to do. Right, I just can't like, and you just can't support somebody. You cannot support somebody, right, and not hate them or judge them. It's like, man, I'm just not into that, right? Now, if you got to stand up or something, you can't just watch somebody get raped in the middle of the street. Now, I'm talking about I ain't judged. Now, you got to step in, right? And God gives us that those those understanding those that and those commandments and those laws, right? And that's when those statutes come into play, right? And and, and if you do it wrong and you treat your heart mean different, you you got to have that faith. That's the thing about the faith, man. The faith is almost like suicide, right? But really what suicide is that law goes back to that. That's what Paul's talking about. You know, actually, that's what was supposed to be this whole uh, the, the thing I came to share was about Galatians. Have you ever read that? Man, I'm, I'm going to give you all a little bit. Mm. Oh, crap. I'll be that. We'll be all a bit. Bam. It says, starting from, uh, man, always, like, get the whole passage. Not just, I mean, you can get some things, which be the point. But passages, if you can, man, they're good. And, uh, I like to sometimes check out introduction, like pretext and all that, which is pretty good. I'm just going straight to scripture. It says, Paul, an apostle, uh, not from men nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead and all the brothers who are with me to the churches of Galatia. Galatia. And that's definitely a Greek word. Wow. Of foreign origin, Galatia, a region of Asia, land of Galli, Gaulus, the Roman province of Galatia, may be roughly described as the central region of the peninsula of Asia Minor, bounded on the north by Bithynia and Papalagoni, on the east of Pontus, on the south of Cappadocia, and Lyconia, on the west of Phrygia. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father and Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but there are some of but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you. Let him be accursed. As we have said before. So now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. For I am. For I now seeking the, for am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? 
if I was still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Ooh. For am I, I'm going to read that again. It says, for am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I was still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. For I would have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel. For I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. Oh, that's deep. For I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. Oh, that's deep. But I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my former life in Judaism. And that Judaism is Eodiasomus. Eodiasomus from Judaism, as in the Jewish faith and usage, Jews, religion. Jews, as in religion, the Jewish faith, worship, religion of the Jews, Judaism. That comes from Iodazio, from to become Judean, uh, as in Judaize, Judaize. Oh, like to be naturalized, to live as the Jews, to live as do the Jews. To adopt Jewish customs and rites. Imitate the Jews. Judaism, One who observes the ritual laws of the Jews. Ooh, let it be known. <laughs> and so. Eodaizo comes from. Iodaizo. From. Um, come from a different word. In the sense of. As a contrary. Judean. As in belonging to Jew, Jehuda, Jew, Jewish of Judea, Jew, Judea, Jewish, Jewish, belonging to the Jewish nation, Jewish as respect to birth, origin, religion. Mm. Okay, these are these are Greek words, by the way. Man, I've been like a blind leading the blind until I read this in a way. Iuda, Iuda, of Hebrew origin. And this is just one word. It wasn't the second word. We're just going down one part of that word. It comes from two different words, or perhaps Judah, as in Judah or Juta, a part of or a place in Palestine. Judah, Judah. Judah, he shall be praised. The fourth son of the patriarch Jacob, the tribe that were the offsprings of Judah, the region occupied by the tribe, a city of the tribe of Judah, conjectured to the Hebron, which was a city assigned to the priests and located in the hill country, in the native place of John the Baptist. Wow, according to the Jewish tradition. Wow. And that iota comes from two different words. And this is still Greek. One is Yahuda, 
which is from celebrated Jehuda, Jehuda, the name of five Israelites. Wow. This comes from uh, also of the tribe descended from the first. Hmm. And of its territory, Judah, Judah, Bethlehujamuda, Bethlehu, Bethlehu, Bethlehemejuda, the son of Jacob by Leah, the tribe descended from Judah, the son of, the son of Jacob, territory occupied by the tribe of Judah, the kingdom. The kingdom compromise of the tribes of Judah and Benjamin, which occupied the southern part of Canaan after the nation split upon the death of Solomon. Mm. A Levite in Ezra's time, an overseer of Jerusalem in the time of Nehemiah, a Levite musician in the time of Nehemiah, a priest in the time of Nehemiah. Mm. Wow, this is deep. All right, so Yehuda comes from Yada, a primitive root of primitive root. Now, okay, now that's actually a Hebrew word. Now, this is a turning point, people. Primitive root only as denominative from, wow, yada comes from yad as a primitive word. It means the open one, indicating power, means direction. Wow. Man, this comes from cop. Wow, this comes, wow, these words break down. Wow, this is amazing. So, Iudas, going back to the Greek word, right? If we went up from Iuda, which we come from Yehuda. When we go back from Yehuda, we're back to Iota, right? Which was Judah, which means he shall be praised. Going back one more, we go back to Iodias. Iodias. Hmm. And remember, that's, from this, that's a two-part word. And the second part of that word comes from Iodas of Hebrew origin. Means Judas, as in Jehuda, the name of ten Israelites, also of the posterity of the one of them and its region. Jude, wow, Judas, Issachariot, Judah, son of Jacob, Judas, son of Jacob, Judas, son of Jacob, Judas, brother of James, Jude, brother of James, Judas, Bar Bar Sabas, Judah, ancestor of Jesus, Jehuda, a Judas, he shall be praised. The fourth son of Jacob, an unknown ancestor of Christ, a man surnamed the Galilean, who at the time of the census of Quirinius excited the revolt in Galilee. Galilee, Galilee, Galilean. Okay, so that was Galilean. A man surnamed the Galilean, who at the time of the census of Quirinius. Wow, dude. This is the stuff that I love about the Bible. Facts, bruh. Facts. Facts, bruh. Like, bro. Oh, bro. This is straight facts, bro. Like, you got to do your fact check, bro. That's why I love this. Man, I love the word, man. Sorry, man. It's, oh. it's just so much to it. That's just so mapped that you can just follow. You just got to take the time to do it. So this was a man surnamed Galilean who at the time of the census of Quirinius uh, excited the revolt in Galilee. Wow, that's in Acts 5.37. Wow, check that out. Acts 5.37. Y'all want to follow that one. A certain Jew of Damascus, Acts 9.11. A prophet uh, surnamed uh, 
Barsabas, Barsabas of the church of Jerusalem. That's in Acts 15, 22, 27, 32. Honestly, I would just read all 15 at this point. An apostle, the, um, the apostle, uh, check out John 14, 22, who was surnamed Lebabaeus or Thaddeus, and according to opinion, wrote the epistle of Jude. Wow. The half-brother of Jesus. This is in Matthew 13, 55. Judas Iscariot, the apostle who betrayed Jesus. Oh, that's deep. All right, so this all comes from the word Iotus, which is Judas. There was no J's in the uh, uh, Hebrew language, or really it looks like the Greek language either. So I don't know where they popping the J out of there, folks. <laughs> Iotus. Wow. Iotus. They stole that name. Wow. And that name comes from Yehuda. Celebrated Jehuda, Jehuda or Jehuda, the name of five Israelites. Wow. All right. So we broke all that down to go back to remember the word. Uh, this we we broke that down. That's the beautiful thing about the word. We broke that down from the word I O D I O S. That's I O U D A I O O S. I O U D A I O S. I E. Eodios. Wow, that's a heck of a word. And that comes from the two words we broke down, um, which were Yehuda and the other one was. Oh, man. The other part of that, that was just Yehuda. Whoa, man. Yehuda was a two part word. So the other part of that word, y'all, is Utah. Utah is Yat, Yat, Yota, Yota. Wow, that comes from a root word which extends Jata or Uta. Or Juta, a a place in Palestine, Juta. Ah, stretched out a town in the mountains of Judah, in the neighborhood of Maon and Carmel, from modern Utah. Wow, and that word comes from Nata, a primitive root to stretch or spread out, by implication to bend away including moral deflection, uh, used in a great variety of application as follows. Afternoon, apply, bow, bowing, bow down, carry, aside, decline, deliver, extend, go down, be gone, incline, intend, lay, let down, offer, outstretched, overthrown, pervert, pitch, prolong, put away, shoot, spread, outstretch, forth, out, take, aside, turn. Stretch out, incline. Wow. That's the word nata. Wow. And that word nata, that's how they formed in Hebrew. I think this is Hebrew and... I don't know, that may be Emirate. Nah, this is Hebrew still. Utah and Yota. Extended Juta. It's like J. I'm saying it like that because it's spelled uh, U T A as Utah, 
And then I got Yota, Yota. And I might be saying the wrong accent because I don't really know, you know what I'm saying? I ain't, I ain't heard of too many male just accurate Hebrew accents and not just Yiddish. So my bad if I'm saying it wrong. So Yuta is Y-U-W-T-A-H. And that comes from that root word. And then they got it written weird, which is like Juta, J-U-T-T-A-H, or J-U-T-A-H, right? And then that's when we came to the word uh, Iuda. And Iuda is of Hebrew origin, and that's how we got Judah, Jehuda, or Juta. And that's when we broke down the word, and that's when we got Yehuda and we got Yuta. And that was the two words put together. And those two words put together, when you take that back, is Iodios. Because the first part of that is Ioda, and the other part is Iudas. Iudas, Iudo. Iudas and Iuda. It's like one in many. Judean, belonging to Jehuda. Oh, it's like a citizen. It just extended it out. Belonging to them. Oh, belong to the Jewish nation. Oh, okay. That specific region, Iod is from to become Judean, as in Jehudais, to live as the Jews, to live as do the Jews, to adopt Jewish customs, rites, imitate the Jews, Judais, one who observes the ritual law of the Jews. Wow. Below that is a different word, but I'm not going to talk about that. It's going to get us off track. And we, if we lap that one back, that's how we get the word Eudaisomos. That's I-O-U-D-A-I-S-M-O-S. Eudaisomos. Wow. And that's the word Judaism in Greek. That's the Jewish faith and usage, Jewish religion. Their religion, the Jewish faith and worship religion of Judaism. So that's what they thought was religious customs was the word Judaism. So when you say that word. So that that's how powerful when Paul says this. So we're going to go back um, starting at 13 and Galatians 1. Um, and I, I'm actually just starting from 11. Um, that way you get the whole context. Uh, so if you want to follow along in Galatians uh, 1, starting at verse 11. And that's how I show you how deep when you say like something in the word, like when you want to understand what you're saying or what you're reading, you got to understand it from that regard. you got to deep dive in the word. If you don't get a chance, that's okay because you just need to know the gospel of Christ, and that's your salvation right there. But for those who want to, you, you know, you want to continue to expand on your, your knowledge and your strength and learn, like everybody should study it that way. We spend so many thousands of dollars you know, I think I'm like, shoot, like 89 racks, $89,000 in student debt. Man, I thought I was like at like 40-something, and then with interest, 47, and then with interest, it was like 52, 54,000. Man, I'm like auditing the heck out of myself, man. But like those things are so irrelevant when you think about the, the, the gospel of Christ. What's more important is sharing the word, sharing people, sharing the hope, sharing the joy. And this is the purpose of what Paul is talking about. So we're deep diving in stuff and we're deep diving the word. Think about, like, your life situation may be this, but God has this intended for you because you got to understand what was prophesied and written that your ancestors put was for us to understand it that way because it manifests and is correct even until now. 
Because it's our history. It's everybody's history. It's the truth. So starting at verse 11. For I would have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel. For I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. But I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my former life in Judaism. How I persecuted the church of God violently and tried to destroy it. And I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people. So extremely zealous was I for the traditions of my fathers. But when he who had set me apart before I was born and who called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately consult with anyone, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. But I went away into Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to visit Cephas. Cephas. And if those who don't know who Cephas is, which I didn't know at either, that word is, uh, looks like Latin and even Greek, which is Cephas. Oh, my bad, y'all. It's of Amoraic origin. Mm. But the word itself is not written in Amoraic. I don't think... No, that's not Amoraic. I may be wrong, but that don't look like it. Uh, it says... Oh, it's got a root word. This word means the rock. Cephas. As in Kepa. A surname of Peter. Cephas. Cephas. Cephas equals stone. Another name for the apostle Peter. Wow, that went over my head too the first time. That's another name for the Apostle Peter. Wow, Kepas, which comes from the word Kep, from hollow rock. Wow, and that root word comes from Kapop, Kap, 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 Op, which is Hebrew. Kap, Op, K A P A P, a primitive root to curve. Bow down, bow down, bow, to bend, to bend down, bow down, to be bent, to bow, to be bowed, to bend, to bow down, to bow oneself down. Wow. Like his name almost comes from to bow down rock, like a hollow rock, like, wow. Which comes from, Wow. Wow. Another name for the Apostle Peter. Cephas Stone. Wow. That's beautiful. Hmm. So it says, then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to visit Sepphas and remained with him 15 days. Hmm. But I saw none of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. So it says, then I'm going to read that again. 
It says, Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to visit Sepphas. It remained with him 15 days. But I saw none of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. And what I am writing you, and what I am writing to you before God, I do not lie. Then I went into the regions of Syria and Sicilia. Cilicia. Cilicia is probably a foreign origin, it says. Cilicia, a region at Asia Minor, Sicilia, the land of Cilix, a maritime province in the southeast of Asia Minor, bordering on Pampalia in the west, Lycaonia and Cappadocia in the north, and Syria in the east. Its capital, Tarsus, was the birthplace of Paul. Wow. Damn, brother was way up there. Like in the region. He was deep. And the other place, Syria, is... The word itself is not written in Hebrew. It's written in like Greek. Probably of Hebrew origin. And it's got a root word. As in Tyria or Tyre. Wow, a region of Asia. Oh, Syria. 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 Exalted. Hmm. A region of Asia bounded on the north by Taurus and Amanus ranges on the east by the Euphrates in Arabia on the south of Palestine and the west by Phoenicia Phoenicia and the Mediterranean Sea and that root word comes from that root comes from the sword or tor the same as wow a rock Tor, a place in Palestine, Tyre, Tyrus, Tyre, Tyre, a rock. The Phoenician city on the Mediterranean coast. Wow. And the word Tor comes from, wow, that has a root word. Wow. A stone as is pressed hard or to point. By implication of use, a knife, flint, sharp stone, sharp stone, flint, flint, hard, pebble, used as a knife. And that comes from Sud, a primitive root to cramp, confined in many applications, literally to figuratively, for made of hostile adversary, assault, besieged, bind up, cast, distress, fashion, fortify, enclose, lay siege, put in bags. This word means to bind, besiege, confine, and cramp, confine. Wow. So Sud is a Hebrew word, which they got the word sore. Which is a storm, stone. So this is a lot of stuff pressed up like a hard, okay? Okay, okay, I get what they're saying. Stone, which is sore, or sore, alright? Which means the rock, Palestine. They pl- no, it's placed in Palestine on a rock. It was a Phoenician city on the Mediterranean coast, which we get the word Syria. Wow. Exalted. So, wow. A region, a place of stone that's exalted. Oh, okay. I get it. A region of Asia. So Syria is a region of Asia bounded on the north by Taurus and Aminas ranges. On the east by Euphrates and Arabia. On the south of 
Palestine and on the west by the Phoenicia and Mediterranean. Hmm, that's deep. So I'm going to start at 18 again. Galatians 1, 18. Then after three years, I went up. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to visit Cephas and remain with him 15 days. Now, Cephas, which is cool, the name Cephas uh, is, I didn't know this till like last week, is, uh, is a Greek word that means kepas, of Emiraic origin. Uh, and it gives a, a origin, I mean, a, a root word to reference to. This means the rock. Cephas, as in kepa, is a surname of Peter. So he's talking about Peter, y'all. Peter, Cephas, uh, Cephas equals stone. Another name for the apostle Peter, which is pretty cool. It says, then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to visit Cephas and remained with him 15 days. But I saw none of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. And what I am writing to you before God, I do not lie. Then I went into the regions of Syria and Sicilia, and I, w and I was still unknown in person to the churches of Judea that are in Christ. They only were hearing it said, he who used to persecute us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy. And they glorify God because of me. Uh, Judea, for a lot of us that don't know, that word comes from I-U-D-A-Y-A. Um, and uh, that is kind of what we talked about as, uh, as the Judean land, a region of Palestine, Judea, Jewry, Judea, he shall be praised. Uh, is a narrow sense in the southern portion of Palestine, lying on the side of the Jordan and the Dead Sea to distinguish it from Samaria, Galilee, Perea, and Udumia, in the broader sense referring to all of Palestine. And those are lands that we know where there weren't Samaritans or uh, Edomites. So it says, And I was still unknown in person to the churches of Judea that are in Christ, they were hearing it said, he who used to persecute us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy. And they glorified God because of me. Then after 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, taking Titus along with me. I went up because of a re revelation and set before them, though privately before those who seemed influential, the gospel that I proclaim among the Gentiles. In order to make sure that not ensure that I was not running or had not run in vain, even Titus, who was with me, was not forced to be circumcised, though he was a Greek, yet because of yet because of false brothers secretly brought in. Oh, this, this is deep. This is this is deep. Where I had to, I had to really come over here and say with it. It says yet because of false brothers secretly brought in. Who slipped in to spy out our freedom that we have in Christ Jesus so that they may bring us into slavery. To them we did not yield in submission, even for a moment. Amen. Thank you, God, for giving them strength. It says, yet because of the false brothers secretly brought in, who slipped in to spy out our freedom that we have in Christ Jesus, so that they may bring us into slavery. To them we did not yield in submission, even for a moment, so that the truth of the gospel might be preserved for you. And from those who seem to be influential, what they were makes no difference to me. 
God shows no partiality. Those, I say, who seemed influential added nothing to me. On the contrary, when they saw that I had been entrusted with the gospel of the uncircumcised, just as Peter had been entrusted with the gospel of the circumcised, for he who worked through Peter for his apostolic ministry to the circumcised worked also through me for mine to the Gentiles. Let me repeat that. It says, for he who worked through Peter for his apostolic apostolic that's a hard word for me to say. Apostolic ministry to the circumcised worked also through me for mine to the Gentiles. Wow. And apostleship, that means to, like sending away when God sends you away on a mission. And when James and Cephas and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given to me, they gave the right hand of fellowship to Barnabas and me. That we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. Only they asked us to remember the poor. The very thing I was eager to do. Mm. But when Cephas came to Antioch. And this is where it gets deep. But when Cephas came to Antioch. I opposed him to his face. Because he stood condemned. For before certain men came from James, he was eating with the Gentiles. But when they came, he drew back and separated himself, fearing the circumcision party. And the rest of the Jews acted hypocritically along with them, so that even Barnabas was led astray by the hypocrisy. But when I saw that their conduct was not in step with the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas before them all, If you, though a Jew, Live like a Gentile and not like a Jew. How can you force the Gentiles to live like Jews? We ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. Yet we know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ, not by the works of the law, because by works of the law, no one will be no one will be justified. But if in our endeavor to be justified in Christ, we too were found to be sinners. Is Christ then a servant of sin? Certainly not. For if I rebuild what I tore down, I prove myself to be a transgressor. For through the law, I died to the law so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not nullify the grace of God. For if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. Mm. Oh, foolish Galatians. Who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. Mm. Let me let me ask you only this. Did you receive the spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish? Having begun by the spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? Did you suffer so many things in vain? If indeed it was in vain, does he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by works of the law or by hearing with faith? 
Just as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Know then, it is those of the faith who are sons of Abraham. In the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you shall all nations be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. Let me repeat that. And in 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 the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you shall all the nations be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. And we know this is cited in Genesis 12. Look at Genesis 12. And it starts at verse 3, but read all of Genesis 12. Starting at verse 10 in Galatians 3. For all who rely on works of the law are under a curse. Mm, let's, let's here we go. For it is written, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. Now, it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law, for the righteous shall live by faith. Mm. And that comes from cited from Romans 1 verse 17, Hebrews 10, 38. And he cited from Habakkuk Habakkuk, 2, 4. Just go to 2. It says, now it is evident. That no one is justified before God by the law, for the righteous shall live by faith. But the law is not of faith. Rather, the one who does them shall live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. So that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles. So that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. That's deep. So... To give a human example, brothers, even when a man, even with a man made covenant, no one annuls it or adds to it once it has been ratified. Now, the promises were made to Abraham and to his offspring. It does not say and to offsprings referring to many, but referring to one and to your offspring, who is Christ. This is what I mean. The law which came 430 years afterward does not annul a covenant previously ratified by God. So as to make the promise void. For if the inheritance comes by the law, it no longer comes by promise. But God gave it to Abraham by promise. Why then the law? It was added because of transgressions until the offspring should come to whom the promise has been made. And it was put in place through angels and intermediaries. And an intermediary is a mediator, one who intervenes between two either in order to make or restore peace and friendship or form a compact, a compact or ratifying a covenant, a medium communication uh, arbitrator. Now, an intermediary implies more than one. But God is one. Is the law then contrary to the promises of God? Certainly not. For if a law had been given, for a law had been given that could give life, then righteousness would indeed be by the law. But the scripture imprisoned everything under sin. 
so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. Now before, now before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. So then the law was under guard was so then the law was our guardian until Christ came in order that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian for in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith for as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise. I mean, I mean the heir. I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, is no different from a slave. Though he is the owner of everything. But he is under guardians and managers until the date set by his father. In the same way, we also, when we were children, were enslaved to elementary principles of the world. But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law. So that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has set God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. What a beautiful thing. That is beautiful. An heir, y'all, is one who receives by lot an heir, an heir. In messianic usage, one who receives his allotted possession by right or sonship, one who has been acquired or obtained the portion allotted to him. So starting in Galatians 4, 8, formerly, when you did not know God, you were enslaved to those that by nature are not gods. Mm. But now that you have come to know God or rather to be known by God. How can you turn back again to the weak and worthless elementary principles of the world whose slaves you want to be once more? You observe days and months and seasons and years. I'm afraid I may have labored over you in vain. Brothers, I entrust you. Become as I am, for I have become as you are. You did me no wrong. You know it was because of a bodily ailment that I preached the gospel to you at first. And though my condition was a trial to you, you did not scorn or despise me, but received me as an angel of God, as Christ Jesus. What then has become of your blessedness? For I testify to you that, if possible, you would have gouged out your eyes and given them to me. Have I then become your enemy by telling you the truth? They take much of you, but for no good purpose. They want to shut you out that you may make much of them. It is always good to be made much of for a good purpose. And not only when I am present with you, my little children, 
for whom I am again in anguish of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. I wish I could be present with you now and change my tone, for I am perplexed about you. Tell me, you who desire to be under the law, do you not listen to the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by a slave woman and one by a free woman. But the son of the slave was born according to the flesh, while the son of the free woman was born through the promise. Now this may be interpreted allegorically. These women are two covenants. One is from Mount Sinai, bearing children for slavery. She is Hagar. Now Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia. She corresponds to the present Jerusalem. For she is in slavery with her children. But the Jerusalem above is free. She is our mother. For it is written, Rejoice, O barren. Rejoice, O barren. One who does not bear. Break forth and cry aloud, You who are not in labor. For the children of the desolate one will be more than those of the one who has a husband. Now you, brothers, like Isaac, are children of promise. But just as at that time, he who was born according to flesh persecuted him who was born according to the spirit. So also it is now. But what does the scripture say? Cast out the slave woman and her son. For the son of the slave woman shall not inherit with the son of the free woman. So brothers, we are not children of the slave, but of the free woman. For, cre- for freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. Let me say that louder for those in the back. This is Galatians 5 verse 1. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. Look, I, Paul, say to you that if you accept circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he is obligated to keep the whole law. You are severed from Christ, you who would be justified by the law. You have fallen away from grace for through the spirit by faith. We ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. You were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? The persuasion is not from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in the Lord that you would take no other view. And the one who is troubling you will bear the penalty, whoever he is. But if our brother still preach circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? Mm, I'm going to say that again. But if our brothers still preach circumcision... Why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has in that case the offense of the cross has been removed. 
I wish those who unsettle you would emasculate themselves. And I'm going to give y'all some little context right now. Uh, when he says the circumcision, he means like the, uh, the Israelites would have to circumcise themselves as a law that God had, had told them to do. They had to follow that and they had to live by that commandment and they had to take the circumcision. And so this is what he means by the circumcision, by that and the modern day circumcision as of today. And the word emasculate means to cut off, means to amputate. Um, to amputate reflexively by irony, to manipulate, ooh, to mutilate, I should say. It says, but if I, brother, still preach circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? And this is at verse 11. In that case, the offense of the cross has been removed. I wish those who unsettle you would emasculate themselves. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. But through love, serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You should love your neighbor as you love yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. But I say, walk by the Spirit. And but I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit. Mm. And the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other. To keep you from doing the things you want to do. Mm. But if you are led by the spirit. You are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality. Impurity. Sensuality, adultery, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And so that way we have some context. Uh, sexual immorality comes from the word pornea. Um, that means illicit sexual intercourse, adultery, fornication, homosexuality, lesbianism, inter intercourse with animals, etc. Sexual intercourse with close relatives, Leviticus 18. Sexual intercourse with a divorced man or woman, uh, Mark 10, 11, 12. Metaphor, the worship of idols, of defilement of idolatry, as incurred by eating the sacrifices offered to idols. And the word pornea is a summed up word. Oh, that's actually where they get pornography from. It's a Greek word. It comes from the word porneu, porn, and then e-u-o, p-o-r-n-e-u-o, from to act like a harlot, um, an unlawful lust in either of sex, and practice idolatry to commit fornication, to prostitute one's body to lust of another, to give oneself to unlawful sexual intercourse, to commit fornication, a metaphor to give into adultery to worship idols, to permit oneself to be drawn away by another into adultery. Um, and that word comes from um, porni and pornos. Uh, and what that is, is a woman who sells her body for sexual uses. Um, wow. And metaphorically, an adulteress. That was Babylon, um, as in Rome, the chief seat of adultery. Wow. Wow. Any woman indulging in unlawful sexual intercourse, whether for gain or lust, a prostitute or harlot, one who yields herself to defilement for the sake of gain. And also, pornos is a male version of that. 
Um, and it's also to sell a kin, a male prostitute. So a man who prostitutes his body to another's lust for hire. A male prostitute, a man indulges in unlawful sexual intercourse, a fornicator. So pornos and porne sum up to porneuil, which sum up to pornea, which is what we call sexual immorality. Um, impurity, we know sensuality, that is a very deep layer word. That actually comes from the word alpha, uh, which in Greek is alselgia. But it's the negative particle, um, and it's actually meaning wantonness, unbridled lust, excess, uh, licentious, which is, uh, that word is uh, promiscuous, unprincipled sexual matters. Wow. Disregarding accepted rules and conventions, especially in grammar or literary style. Wow, meaning you just live a wild lifestyle and don't care to uh, stop yourself. The other word that's on here is... Uh, lascivious, 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 lascivious. Uh, that is of a person or manner or gesture, feeling or revealing an over and often offensive sexual desire. Wow, that's wow. I'm looking in your head. Um, wantonness. That is. Uh, I didn't know this. Of cruel or violent action, deliberate and unprovoked. And then another definition, especially of a woman sexually immodest or promiscuous. And growing profusely luxuriant, where wanton ivy twines, lively, playful, a wanton fawn. Wow. Sexual immodest. Wow. That is crazy. Promiscuous women. Wow. And so that's where we get the word. Uh, um, uh, this is where we get in the word sensuality. Wow. Wow. To put one first. Wow. Because God is the alpha. So when you putting yourself first in all these regards and selling yourself and in, in, in all the wow, that's deep. Enmity um, for those who don't know what that was. Enmity uh, is comes from a word hostility, a meaning to hate. Because the words when you break down the roots of these, which the root word is uh, etstra, which is also etstros, um, which breaks down to the word means hated, a devious, hateful, used of men. At the enmity with God by their sin, opposing God in the mind, a man that is hostile, a certain enemy, a hostile one, the devil who is the most bitter enemy of the divine government. That's what that word an enemy means. Strife, right? Spreading rumors, lies, uh, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions. Dissensions, wow, that is a two part word. Uh, wow. Wow, that breaks down really well. Um, then you have uh, divisions, envy, drunkenness, intoxic. Well, we know what drunkenness is. Orgies, uh, that is a revel or carousel, a nocturnal and riot riotous. Wow, procession of half drunken and frolicsome fellows who, after supper, parade through the streets with torches and the music in honor of Bacchus or some other deity, and sing and play before the houses of male and female friends, hence used generally of feasts and drinking parties that are protracted to late at night and indulge in revelry. Wow. And that word, actually, bachus, uh, beques, beques, is another name for di diagnosis, which this is Greek mythology. Wow. So it's like a, a Greek god, basically. Wow. <laughs> this is and this is orgies. Wow. 
Because, wow, and we know that true if you look at, like, Greek history, right, with their gods, right, the, the goddess of fertility and the origins of that. That's crazy. So he's saying sexual immorality. He says, now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, adultery, right, idolizing folks. Oh, my gosh, the worship of false gods, the formal sacrificial feasts held in honor of false gods of Erebus, a worship of Mammon. Oh, my gosh. In plural, the vices springing up adultery in particular to it. Maman, for those, is wealth regarded as an evil influence or false prophet of worship and devotion. <laughs> for the love of money. <laughs> adultery, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against these things, there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If you live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Mm. In the last part, six. Wow. Hallelujah to the Spirit. Thank y'all for all those who have listened thus far. Uh, as we end in Galatians 6. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression... You who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself. Lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens. And so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one test his own work. And then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor for each will have to bear his own load. Let the one who is taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone. And especially to those who are, uh, especially those who are the household of faith. See with what large letters I am writing to you with my own hand. It is those who want to make good showing it is those who want to make good showing in the flesh who would force you to be circumcised. And that's deep. It says, it is those, verse 12 from Galatians 6, 12. It is those who want to make a good showing in the flesh who would force you to be circumcised. And only in order that they may not be persecuted, persecuted for the cross of Christ. Hmm. For even those who are circumcised do not themselves keep the law, but they desire to have you circumcised that you that they may boast in your flesh. But far be it from me 
to boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me, and I to the world. For neither circumcision counts for anything, nor uncircumcision. Let me repeat that. For neither circumcision counts for anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creation. Mm, a new creation. And as for all who walk by this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the, and upon the Israel of God. From now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers. Amen. Hallelujah. May the, may the readers and the hearers of this word be blessed. Thank y'all for um, deep diving in here and trying to really understand what Paul has in front of us. Because as we continue to learn who we are and we are blessed and we're sharing the love, let us not forget the faith and the spirit of Jesus Christ. May the Most High be with you. Peace and shalom. And blessed is your spirit for, for caring to share and caring to learn and caring to hear. So share it with somebody. Share the love. Share the joy. Use your talent, whatever it is. Your mission is to advance the word of Christ. That is our great commission. May the spirit be with y'all all. I love y'all. Be ready to any, for anything, even unto death. Hallelujah to the spirit. Be blessed.